Welcome to the first edition of the After Show podcast with myself, Jay Shock Bless, and Casual Avenger. What's up, Chet? Here we are. It, it started in the uh, the round table. Just the last three hanging out, shooting, shooting the shiz, if you will. Keep it a little PG, I guess. A little and, bit. Uh, and here we are, chatting all things entertainment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gonna say something, old man. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, this Avenger in the building. Yeah. <laughs> keeping, these, keeping these dudes on a straight line. We're trying to. It's pretty yeah, ridiculous when he out. says "old man" and neither one of us knows who he's talking to. Because <laughs> right. literally, what he calls both of us. Although I think I'm boomer and he's old man. Very true. I, I do specify. <laughs> All right, so I mean, me this is going to be weird because we're on Sadat's channel, but this is a, a podcast, and I think we're all pretty used to like being in the driver's seat. So uh, we're we're going to do this thing weekly. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time, and, and the day is finally here. Before we started, Sadat's like, "Man, we're actually going to do it," and here we are. So he was kind of nerding out. I know, I know, he likes to play it tough and everything, but. He's a nerd, like all of us. He gets giddy. That's. Sure. I mean, good. I'm just in I here. I'm just leaking. really excited. I'm just really excited to get J Shock Blast canceled. So that's really uncancelable. Black, Black Panther. It's my my. You can't cancel me shirt. Council proof. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is something I think uh, I know. I've been really looking forward to. I mean, I know uh, I've enjoyed working with both Casual and Sadat uh in the last year or so uh shout out to doom killer because without him the three of us would not be in the same room together uh virtually and uh you know i, I think we've all kind of talked about it a little bit here and there first episode probably gonna be a little awkward while we feel out how we're gonna do all this i am very naturally used to like hosting so i if i take over at all please just like you know stop me it's fine show? Tell you to shut your mouth. Right. Yeah, ex well, I exactly. Do, I, do, I do want to first off uh, acknowledge the chat. Uh, just uh, since we're at the beginning, introduce, introduce uh, what well, we've introduced. So I just want to talk to everyone, shout you out for coming to this first annual podcast. Uh, we got Rerum, a lot, a lot of familiar faces, Lucky Raygun, Action Spider, Chase Fawn, Jav, King, AC. We got Alien Fighter, who we were literally just talking about <laughs> in the building of Subjusted. It's true, Yashua, kind of dry, casual Avenger. <laughs> uh, so, ba so basically, how this is going to work is we're just basically going to have a a conversation. It's going to be like this a round table without thirty people. Just going to be us. We're going to talk about different topics. This is not a Marvel's Avengers typical. Uh, let's talk about builds and leveling up. You know, <laughs> if you if you need all that. That's that's a different thing. We're going to talk about news. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about every you know we'll, we'll cover the news and the leaks and all that good stuff. But it's going to be a podcast <laughs> where you could just see us. So keep that in mind. And uh, our goal is eventually not to just be here on YouTube. Uh, we're, we're hoping to get this on like Stitcher and uh, Spotify and all the different places. Uh, you can listen to podcasts. It's going to be a work in progress. I think you're going to see us get better, better as time goes, uh, as you'd expect. And um, I'm, I'm excited, man. 
I think uh, one of the things that we did talk about was that because it is a podcast by nature, we may not acknowledge chat the way that we usually do in other streams. Don't be offended. Um, I, I just wanted to, I guess, get that out of the way too. Yes, that's right. We it's not because because it is a podcast. We want to make sure that we keep the conversation going. We will, of course, be responding to super chats if if we yes. get some in as as they come in. But we're not just going to be reading the chat the whole time. We're just going to be having a conversation, and if something relevant pops up, we'll do it. But we're not going to be responding to every message. So keep that in mind. The easiest way to get your message read is to basically give me money. So just be aware. <laughs> just be aware of that. <laughs> so first topic is going to be because you know it's the first it's the first podcast, and most of you know us from our avenging. And there is a lot of stuff to talk about. Marvel's Avengers <laughs> had a had a after over a month of silence, pretty much. We got a pretty a uh, wild week. You know, we had the Winter Soldier reveal. We had we had uh, some new leaks for Miller. We had some drama from Miller. So <laughs> I guess we'll we'll first talk about the uh, whole content portion. You know what. What do you what did you think of the rollout of Winter Soldier and patch 2.6 and 2.7? We'll start with uh we'll go by age. So uh casual vendor. <laughs> hey. Um I thought they they made a you know wise choice with letting Paul Tassie break the news instead of going with like IGN as they've done in the past, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna go with IGN probably down the road when they get some gameplay footage or something, but um, Paul Tassie, he tends to be a little more fair than, than IGN than, you know, doing the typical, you know, just bash the game real quick. It's like the article itself was funny. The, the article was funny as hell. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, I feel like he, he, he was pretty objective in handling it, especially for somebody who hasn't really been following or covering the game that much lately. Like he's moved on, you know, pretty, pretty much away from Avengers, especially when they kind of um froze them out with the roadmap plans and things like that but you know even considering that i feel like he was you know very fair with the news and still promoting you know the upcoming content for him and mr shockless it's really surprising to me that this was like the actual announcement considering i've been seeing winter soldier in every thumbnail on youtube for probably the last three months um so i mean listen uh I mean, I think we all saw it coming, obviously, uh, since it was uh, pretty much out there since early July. And um, I, I think Winter Soldier is a good choice, you know. Um, I obviously think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that a lot of people are going to be very intrigued by this. There's a lot of ways they can go with it. Um, I think it's our first naturally new character <laughs> um, since, obviously, Spider-Man. So that'll be pretty cool and uh i mean i don't really know there are many better choices uh i guess you could have done she hulk for the synergy but we'll get there eventually i suppose allegedly what did you oh, think sadat the gamer okay so there was in typical avengers fashion there, there was good there was good to this and there was a lot of bad <laughs> a lot of bad to this so obviously glad glad that we finally got some communication 
after over a month of not communicate of no communication, Paul Tassi, solid choice to to break this story. But I think they definitely could have done the marketing for this a lot better. I mean, all we had pretty much all we had to go off of was a Reddit comment from CD Nikki from from over, from over a month ago. And then this just drop then this just drops right into our laps. Uh they could definitely could have gotten the word out there even more if they had, you know, recruited more than, you know, three content creators and a handful of moderators. But <laughs> that's that's the uh, route that you chose to take. Uh the patch they had a patch that dropped that same day that was specifically to fix Jane and it didn't. <laughs> I tested it out myself. I didn't even uh, notice that to be honest with you. Yeah, it got lo- it got lost in there, but I was like, oh yeah, this patch was supposed to fix that glitch where Jane's hammer goes invisible, and I'm like, oh, that still happened. So <laughs> it, the patch did nothing except add skins, and the the DLC itself sound. I mean, it sounds sounds good, but this could easily go off the right. Like in typical, like we as if you're someone who's just followed the game as long as we have. You you've kind of kind of accepted that you kind of that you have to lower the bar a bit more more than a bit, but for me it's still like this is great that we finally get, are getting some content, but remember this is the sec the content it's in question is us our second Monica villain sector and a no OT that was supposed to come out two years ago. <laughs> And, and another another hero event. Yeah, and we really don't have any idea. I mean, I was under the impression, based on the last conversation I got to have with them, that we would be getting the Monica villain sector by now, <laughs> like by the end of this month, maybe. Like, but th- I have long since accepted that everything they do is going to take about five times longer than they say it will. Um, and I understand that they're working with limited resources and it'd be great if they could do things faster. They're never going to do things as fast as we want them to, but it's a little hollow, I guess, when, you know, you just, all right, cool. It's coming, but when, and whenever they say, you know, it's not going to probably actually happen then. So I don't know, man. And I, I really feel like. Yeah, they could have handled this better, but at the same time, how how long did it take you to take the tweet image and get online? You know what I mean? I think they no, kind of no, know. No. I think they kind of <laughs> know with absolutely. Yeah, that's a baited question, I guess. Um, but still, I was online within 20 minutes, you know, and like I feel like they know they could be a little lazy on that, and everybody's gonna get it fast and just run with it because i'm sure there were at least 20 of us going live within a half hour of that tweet going out without within a half hour that forbes article going out from paul tassi you know what i mean oh yeah so i i mean i like I, i'm not complaining too much obviously it would have been nice to have a heads up because i could have built up i mean i could have built up hype going into it you know if i if i knew beforehand i could have some stuff prepared but I but I went live as soon as and I saw the Bob as soon as I saw the Bob info, I got I got I, I mean I didn't I got an image for my actual stream because I didn't need to change my thumbnail because you know got always always think ahead. 
But I, I mean, I still, I mean, I still got ten thousand views on the stream, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like, come on, guys, I, you use use your the few assets that you have left to, to promote your struggling game. I, I mean, the last time I had an opportunity to talk to people, I would make that point. I don't really understand why they they don't lean into like their strongest creators. Like, let's face it. You know they can do a, one of their you know dev streams you can co-stream it and you're gonna get at least 40 percent of the people that they are watching it you know what i mean like i'm not trying to butter your bread here but like you are their biggest everyday consistent content creator and the fact that they can't lean into that and they can't use you as an asset like i don't think you're ever going to like drink the kool-aid or anything but i think that like working with you especially you um would be so much more beneficial than than kind of the way that they approach it it, it just i don't know man like I, you know me i i you said it in your video today i don't really like to deal with any of the the nonsense going on on reddit and stuff like that but it's so it's so funny how quickly they could derail everything by like unnecessarily trying to dunk on miller like i just don't understand the thought process there like like in what world did they think that was gonna work you know like that's, a, that's actually a perfect segue mr shock glass <laughs> yeah i was about to say that was yeah, yeah the of course of course uh i mean that's why they pay him the big bucks uh in addition to it wouldn't be a marvel's avengers newsday without marvel's avengers tripping over their own dicks the same day that they we got all this good news we got some drama because nick the brand manager couldn't help himself and decided to throw shade at miller on reddit and this time it went very very badly for him so so jay you can continue uh you know, uh, you I've, know. <laughs> I've interacted with, i don't know nick at all to be honest with you but i've interacted with him a decent amount he seems like a really good guy and i think his heart's in the right place and if we're being honest, like all of these devs have been shit on for two years straight. All right. Like, I get it. I understand. I'd probably want to dunk on people too. But like, I don't know, choose your battles and choose the timing. It was poor timing. It was honestly disingenuous at best. Right? Like, let's not pretend that She-Hulk is, is not coming to this game. Okay? Let's not pretend that like the literal voice actor like retweeted and has been telling people that she's She-Hulk at some point in the future. And let's not pretend that Miller realized in the process that things shifted to Winter Soldier. Like all of these things are things that happen and he knows that. And I just don't get what he thought he was gonna get out of that. Like, I'm not gonna tell another man how to do their business, but like, I just don't understand the thought process. Like you're not gonna win that battle, not there and not anywhere. So what's the point? I don't I don't think he was thinking. I think he just got so mad because people were giving Miller credit for being right again that he was oh yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear She Hulk announced and it was like bro <laughs> I mean that's a comment he, That's he a comment that should have saved the slack, you know what I mean? Like, he tweeted about it back yeah. in July, but he, he's been talking about it, and he was aware of the shift well before he tweeted about it, well before he was comfortable coming forward saying, this is who's coming next. He, yeah. he already knew their, their next move before it was public knowledge. 
you just announced it yesterday. He knew months ago, just like he knew last year that Jane Foster was coming this year. To say he's guessing and to try to discredit him is like, he's not randomly chasing clout or anything like that. So he's not just throwing out random nonsense and hoping he's right. He's very strategic with what he does. He's very calculating with how he words his his tweets and everything. It's like, I, you, you got to appreciate what he's doing. And it's like, I understand being angry about it. Like, that's 100% fair. Like, he's he's ruining your, your marketing or whatever. But honestly, nobody was less you know excited about the announcement once it was announced. They, they were actually more excited because now it's official. No, now it's no longer a rumor. It's actually coming. So it's like... There is no downside, really. So I don't, I don't understand what his angle is with trying to make it personal. But it's like, let it go, bro. We all have a little yeah. bit of petty in us, right? You know, and I get it. Just a little bit. I, I, I appreciate a little bit of pettiness, but like when you're in that position, I just don't. What are you gonna get out of it? Like, does it, did it really feel good to, to get that out on Reddit? I mean, it didn't feel good for long because holy, did he get destroyed <laughs> on, on Twitter and, and Reddit? Like, a, like I, like he tried to, he tried to walk, should try to uh, clean. I guess make himself save a little bit of face, saying, "Oh, you know, it just, just I care about the players, you know. Just the, I don't want that they, they thought they were sad because they were expecting She-Hawk, and you know, I don't want get people give, get to get them, you know, the false expectations. I'm like, bro, and Drix pointed this out. You literally confirmed She-Hawk on your own pot on your own stream on the Xbox stream. You let the host tell a story about how his voice coach is She-Hawk in your game. You didn't you didn't tell him beforehand it's off limits. You didn't stop him. You didn't tell after you told the story, you didn't say it wasn't true. Brian just mumbled, uh, we don't announce things. What are you talking about, bro? That's why that's that's where we got the expectations from. What do you what? Are we living? It's like sometimes they're living in an alternate reality, or, or you know what it is. I think they just they believe that we're really stupid. Like the people who support them, like they they think they're really really dumb, and they can just say anything, and they'll just be like, "Oh, you got it, boss." <laughs> like no, like that makes no sense. It was your fault that people thought She Hawk was coming. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, right. I, I go ahead, casual. Sorry. No, you good. You good. No, I just, I, I just didn't really see the point of that battle. Like, the petty side of me gets it. I understand it, but like, there, there's. I hope that this is the last time that happens. Like, honestly, they should all just disengage. I know, I know, it won't be, but they should just disengage with the Miller Shade. They're not gonna win that battle. They're just not. Like, Miller is beloved within the community. Sure, there are some people that don't like it, whatever. I don't care. But, like, they're not going to win that battle, right? And and to what you said and what actually what Nick said, there is some truth to it. Like, let's not pretend that there aren't people that still think that the people on that original 14 list uh, or however many people that Miller had on his initial list that he found in files, let's not pretend there's not still lots of people that think that those characters are actually confirmed coming to the game you know so there is some of that but i feel like we as a community do a pretty good job of like setting those facts straight and making sure people understand that i know it's not going to get to everybody but 
like I don't know, man. It just seemed like such an unnecessarily unnecessary battle. I, I just I don't get where he was coming from with that. Yeah, I honestly thought they kind of learned a lesson because when Miller announced that Winter Soldier was next, they didn't say anything. But before that, when people were still talking about She-Hulk, they were like, oh, well, I wouldn't get too attached to that idea. And then when he dropped the news that Bucky is next, crickets, until yesterday. Oh, I didn't hear She-Hulk announce it. Like, bro, just just take the L. You, you've already lost. Oh, the it's L. <laughs> And just move on to the next piece of content. Let's let's hype up 2.6 and 2.7. Let's just focus on the positive. Let that battle go. You're gonna lose every single time. And you know, something I learned, you know, from my own profession is you can never go wrong just being professional. Just be professional, bro. Just just leave it at professional. I'm not beefing with people on the internet, especially from my, my business account. It, it just doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't think it was any logic going on. I think he was just in his feelings. Sometimes I wonder, like, what do you what do they do? Like, how do you have the time? That's that's what I want. How do you have the actual time to to even do all that? Like he there. This is launch day of a major of a major content uh, reveal. And he has time to to argue with people on Reddit. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, and I, I honestly, I, I've seen times where people get little, little pissed off and agitated by some of the snark that Nick can give. But I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of the time when I see him push back with a little bit of snark, I kind of laugh and say, hey, "You kind of, kind of deserve that," you know. But this was not one of those times. I, I. I think he's a good guy, and I just, listen, we have all had a comment on Twitter or something that started as us just, like, following up with, with a little bit of uh, pushback that turned into a 30-tweet tweet storm, you know what I mean? Maybe this is one of those situations where maybe we cut him a teeny bit of slack. That only remains to be seen if he can, like, I don't know, hopefully just everybody can just move on and not, like get into this nonsense again because i'm tired of it being every time something goes well something ha like shit has to hit the fan you know what i mean like at the end of the day we're all fans of the game we're also here because we do find some enjoyment playing it you know and we all want it to do well so like i don't know like help us get there like i just don't i felt like it was just unnecessary yeah, I, I'm, I'm personally not, you know, holding anything against him. Like I said, he, he's a person, you know, just like anybody who has meltdowns on Twitter and stuff like that. It's like, at the end of the day, you're a person. Apologize if you got to Ooh. and move on. Like, I'm I'm a forgiving my, person. So it's like, I, my, it's not my, the end of the my world. Issue, my issue is, like, it's like it's not even a one. If, if it was a one-time thing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know. you like, But it's like the fact that it's a pattern of something that he consistently does and he never apologizes he just does it and thinks and just thinks he just get go this is all good like he doesn't have to acknowledge it at all and and then a couple a month later or a couple months later he'll he's right back doing the same stuff it's like it seems like just who he is yeah and like i said i get it um it's like i said ultimately it's unfortunate because it's like that was a really good day for them yesterday that kind of got stained with nonsense. And it's like, it's also unfortunate because if you actually get to know Miller, he is legitimately a really, really laid back, cool person. 
hilarious too. Like he, he's low key hilarious. We're not but, saying that because Miller's in the chat right now. Oh, he's in the chat. I, I think I, the biggest I, thing. I think the biggest thing. Yeah, shout out to Miller for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing for me when it comes to like some of the criticisms of Miller, I don't think like if we look at like Fortnite as an example, the people, the Millers of Fortnite are not just celebrated. They're like actual verified people on Twitter. Like they are huge. Okay. And they do the same thing that Miller does. Uh, a new update comes out. They open the files and start digging through it. I, there's a guy named fire monkey. I follow him on Twitter and I've watched his stream as he's just digging through the files, trying to find what's new in them. Okay. This is not something that's, this is not stealing. It's not like anything like that. He is just going through the files and finding stuff that's in there. And that is not really a leak, that is data mining. I think a lot of people can't separate the difference between a leak and a data mine. They're, they are two different things. Now, the things that Miller does leak is, is stuff that's coming from people that talk to him. And those are the people that are in the wrong, in my opinion, because they are telling Miller this because Miller is somebody that can talk about it and say something. All right, they are undermining the situation if you want to consider it that. Not Miller. Miller is just doing what he can with information he's given. Now, it's different when you see somebody like, I don't know, I think it was like one of the giant bomb people who keeps like randomly mentioning things that he finds out, like the Black Panther video game. Like, that I don't think anybody was supposed to talk about. They've never done an actual reveal for that. And That's he good. just one day comes out and blurts it out on a podcast. That yeah, I is mean, a Jeff, Grub, Jeff Grubbs made his whole career off of that. Jeff, that's basically Jeff, right. what Jeff Grubb does. I, like, I thought that's who it was, but I couldn't remember who exactly. But, like, that's somebody that, like, if I were a label or a, a, a gaming company, I probably would not want to include him on the communications, you know? Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, th that's, that's the dangerous area where it does ruin things. But what Miller does... You can argue that sure it could hurt Avengers by like having this information out a little bit early, but that's not his fault. He's not doing anything wrong. He's been given this information, not told that it's privileged, not told that you're under NDA. Like what like that's what he's what's he gonna do? He's gonna talk about it. And I don't blame him for that, you know? That's just I, this has actually helped the game. Like <laughs> I, I agree. I think I think <laughs> through some pretty dark and bleak times we've been able to keep some level of excitement you guys have certainly kept your thumbnails very active uh, yeah. <laughs> um but like you know what i mean like i just I, it's not his fault you know like he's doing this like like i said the fortnite people beloved you know fire monkey shinra all those people you know but everybody handles it differently Oh, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying everybody handles it different. You know what I mean? Um, I was going to say that if it was something that legitimately was visibly hurting the game's player base or the game sale or, or marketing or anything like that, I would 100% understand where they're coming from. Looking at this year specifically, if there was no knowledge coming from Miller about a mystery hero, which he didn't confirm until, you know, like, what, April, May? He didn't confirm that until almost in the middle of the year. 
but he knew about it since last year and just teased it. So it's a mystery hero. She's a female. She has interesting hair. Everybody went wild with speculation just based off of that. And it's a conversation. Everybody is having a conversation around the game. They're excited about who it could possibly be. Yes, there's going to be disappointment about who it ultimately isn't, but that's part of the game. No matter who they announce, people are going to be disappointed. They can announce Doctor Strange tomorrow, and people are going to be like, oh, what about Scarlet Witch? Where's Captain <laughs> yeah. Marvel? Oh, I want Sentry. I want Ghost Rider. So it's like, oh, War Machine. I want Batman. I War Machine. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight for War Machine. I will fight for War Machine, but. Is, is, is just a part of the marketing scheme. But if he was, if, if Miller was silent while they were silent, he would have got news about 2.3 being a Nick Fury, you know, onboarding patch. 2.4 that came months later, again, silence after 2.3, then 2.4, you get um, the rework for the events and everything. If you've been here since day one of 2020, September of 2020, that's not exciting news. If you don't know, they're, they're working on other heroes beyond the, the few that you saw at lunch. Most people are legitimately gone, and the people that ha have hung around have hung around because they know they are working on other heroes. We don't know the order in which they're going to be released. We don't know how far they are in development outside of the insights that Miller can provide, but you know something's going on, and that's enough to keep people holding on. If you don't have that, most of our channels are talking about something else right now, specifically in this year alone. Nobody's holding on to, to Avengers. A lot of the creators who were inside the program, they were gone, you know, months ago because they, they don't see a future for the game and they don't trust the vision for the game. So I, I don't I know if you, I, I if can't you see removed, it. If you removed the data mining altogether, I, I would have stopped playing this game in 2020 <laughs> to, to give it a to give it a buck. It would have been uninstalled. I'd be playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'd probably be a Genshin Impact streamer. <laughs> it would be a whole it'd be a whole different thing. We wouldn't but, be all here right now. <laughs> no, but because of Miller and I guess I guess that's kind of Miller's fault because I definitely feel like I could have been much bigger if I was a Genshin streamer. <laughs> but <laughs> but better, for better or worse, I I stuck with the game because i saw i saw the vision thanks to miller's roadmap <laughs> from, from 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 the debt from the data mining so i stuck so i stuck around even through all the dryness all the all the the radio silence i'm like well they're not saying anything but we got miller to keep keep it fresh keep it interesting Remember that time where we're like, this is this is not going to be an Avengers podcast, and then we spent like the first twenty minutes. I know, I, I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm making the fair, joke, you know what I mean. To be I fair, know. there was a, there was actually a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, for once, that, <laughs> for once, <laughs> there, there usually isn't. We didn't even <laughs> but, talk about the four skins that he found. No, we did. We did not talk about the uh, the skin the skins that we found and how. And how uh, Alien is wrong to not be excited for that classic Hawkeye. Oh my God! Let's just let's just, <laughs> let's pile on Alien fodder for just a moment here because that is like such a great looking skin. Uh, of course, we got, yeah, we got the classic Hawkeye, uh, Hulk from Thor Ragnarok, which is amazing. Uh, was it Captain America from Winter Soldier? And, so, yeah, and Ultimate yep. Thor, bro. And, Ultimate, and Ultimate Thor and classic Hawkeye coming. I'm Maybe. not a big Ultimate Thor fan, if I'm being honest. Like, I've never really been a huge fan of that look, but it looks- That was my least favorite skin. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it looks it looks cool. I mean, obviously I'm a Thor fan. 
I'm looking forward to everybody complaining that, uh, oh, where's Mjolnir? And the irony is that Ultimate Thor's Mjolnir, or um, Stormbreaker, is about the size of Mjolnir. So it would be really cool if they could find a way, because size was the issue with MCU Stormbreaker, kind of like what they did with Jane, it would be cool if they could just kind of find a way to work in Ultimate Stormbreaker, but I, I'm just not even gonna give that any hope, you know. I don't, I don't even want to speak that into existence because I mean, I mean, you never, I mean, you never know uh, when, when we looked at the files uh, for the MCU Jane, the not a crack hammer. The hammer wasn't cracked, but when you get it actually in the game, the hammer's cracked. So yeah. maybe, maybe they're going they for came it. Came through with the scan. It was late, but it was a good scan. I, I, yeah. I definitely copped it yesterday when my game finally worked. Lejeune. Yeah, I, I loved it actually. I loved Lejeune. I know I love Lejeune about to cop that that Gladiator Hulk. <laughs> that Gladiator Hulk so, is nice. He only cares oh, about skins when the Hulk's involved. They got to support the Gladiator scam because they've literally been asking for that for months. And yeah, they, right. they could have easily just not made it because he has a similar skin in the game already, but they went ahead and delivered on it. So it's like, when that drops, you got to show up for it. That's why I'm not buying it. If it if it if it was if it was the Norton Hawk or even Avengers Hawk, I would have I would have probably copped it. But the Gladiator, I'm I, I don't care about that. But if you're a Hawk main and you're asking for MC, you better buy it. <laughs> if you were asking for that skin, you got to copy. I don't I don't care about that. I wasn't asking for it, so I'm not obligated to pick that up. But if well, you were asking for it and campaigning for that, you got to pick that up. Well, here's a good segue. Uh, could also do Smart Hulk from. The hit Disney Plus TV show She-Hulk, which that was uh, a good transition, which which debuted uh, what Wednesday. <laughs> so Thursday. Um, <laughs> Sadat is already going to tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> he loves it. Best okay. best best thing he's ever seen. Jay Jay would watch it again if he could, and he can, and he will. <laughs> I I you know what? Here's the thing, man. Anything I can watch with my wife where she's into it. I'm I'm gonna be pretty happy coming out of it because, you know, like I don't know, it's it's dork stuff. Like she was not into any of this before we met, barely into any of it now. Um, but uh, we watched it together and she really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was actually uh, one of the better first episodes they've done personally. I don't know if I'm I haven't talked to you guys about I, it so. I agree. So I, I yeah well, I was gonna ask casual before I go on my rant. What did you think of of episode one? For the first episode, I I do feel like of all the Disney Plus shows, it was one of the better first episodes. I wish they they stuck with the two episode, you know, drop, especially since you got nine episodes. But, you know, for what it was, um, I felt like they they did a great job of introducing the audience, especially people who may not be familiar with her from the comics or, you know, video games or, you know, anything like that. I feel like you get a pretty solid introduction to her, and you also get to spend a dis- decent amount of time with Hulk, who we haven't seen since, um, you know, we haven't spent time with him since Endgame. So I feel like for a first episode, you got a lot in the short time that we spent with each character. And I, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I-, I agree. I thought it was really cool. The only thing that was, it ended abruptly for me. Uh, was that? Jamela Jamil is that her name? She's yeah. Titania. Yeah, yeah. Just shows up, and then it was over. You know, so until, I'm sure. 
I'm sure ahead. they'll start off with that next episode, but still. Yeah, until Sadat posted that fight scene on Twitter, I, I, I absolutely forgot about that part of the, the the episode because it was just forgettable and bad. So that was that was weak. That was the weakest aspect of the first episode. That last fight scene, it, it feels bad to call it a fight, but that was the weakest aspect of the first episode. All right, Sadat the so. hater. <laughs> yes, that side of here. So I thought it was dog water. <laughs> I I came in with low expectations because I was looking at the trailers, I was looking at the featurettes, I was listening to the interviews. Fun fact: this was supposed to the show was supposed was pitched and greenlit as a courtroom procedural, but then the writers in the room realized that they're not good at writing that, so they said, "Well, we'll just do something else." And that's how we got the show that we have right now. So that pretty much set my expectations for what I could expect. And they pretty much met my expectations. I thought I thought it was I thought the first episode was probably gonna mainly be a rehash of the trailers and featurettes, which it pretty much was. Um, most of the scenes we we pretty much saw already if you were following the trailers. I thought they were un largely unfunny i thought i didn't like their the changes to the origin of she-hawk i thought the i thought the uh political commentary was predictably cringe and on the nose and that courtroom fight scene i thought that was a terrible way to introduce what is a very good villain in the in the comics for she-hawk i thought it was just a it was just another throwaway another example of the mcu just throwing away a perfectly good villain and i thought the reason why they did that is because another overall problem was was that for a an origin story episode one i'm expecting you to set up the stakes set up the journey the character arc that the main character is going to be overtaking so that we can see kind of where the growth is going to be how how that's going to play out over the rest of these episodes you know something to keep us hooked and engage and look forward to and the first episode basically established uh she knows everything she's always right she's better than bruce at everything she knows she knows what she's doing she doesn't need any help she's awesome and amazing you know slay queen and that was pretty much the, <laughs> the end of the episode and they they capped that off perfectly by having her basically one shot titania <laughs> and then and then continue on with with the trial uh the literally the only good part of the entire episode for me was the captain america joke so in the trailer I'm, i was like okay this story this this is this is unfunny this is a the you know whatever but then to pay it off in the end credit scene i actually laughed out loud so that's that's pretty much the only way, reason i'm even going to give episode to a shot because mainly because i'm still looking forward to seeing daredevil pop in and wong but that at least getting one laugh out of me was enough to warrant me at least giving episode two a try because now going forward mo hopefully most of the scenes aren't going to be stuff that we saw already but not the best start for me personally i get you um i think I don't know, like I, I've watched a couple reviews and and read a couple, you know, takes on the show. I feel like they I'm trying to think how to word this. Um, I feel like they 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 did with dealing with the subject matter that they're um, handling. 
I feel like they did a solid job in a lot of aspects. So like Bruce Banner or or the Hulk, you know, feeling intimidated by her is is representative of, of male culture, you know, currently going on right now. And it's like the the, the rock throwing scene. He clearly is just demonstrating what you can do. So he picks up a rock, chucks it, and tells her to do the same. And she puts a little oomph in her throw to try. She wants to see how far she can throw it just by trying. So obviously her rock went a little further. No reason to get upset. No reason to be like, you know, it's not a competition. You were just showing her and telling her to do it herself. She put a little oomph in it. The rock went a little further. That's not dem- That's not demonstrative of her being stronger than him. That's just her trying a little more than he did in his initial throw. And then he picks up the rock and throws it in the orbit, and, it's and like, murder and murders a nearby town. So yeah, bro, he, he blew up. Yeah, uh, he hit the guardian. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, bro, there's no reason to do that. Like, one, you know, good job. We should be having fun with this. Listen, that's what that should have been. This should this shouldn't be a competition. It should just be me hanging out with my cousin, who I can relate to even more now. But because of political reasons, they're using him to represent different things in you know present and culture today, or as that was pretty much our culture today. That's pretty much the theme of the entire episode, and and which I'm fine with because it, you know as long as it's you know handled you know with su- at least some subtlety. I mean, we're the the opening the opening we're introduced to her her co counsel on the trial, and he's just some guy who's portrayed as oh I think I'm. Oh, I should I should deliver the closing because I'm better, and the implication is oh because he's a man. And then you know when when she hawks out for the first time and shows up at this bar and is disheveled, they're like uh, all these all these women that don't know her just come over and you know shower her with a with a praise and give the literal clothes off their back and the shoes off their feet and say you know everything's all right you know. Uh, he doesn't deserve you or she or they you know got to be politically correct when you're consoling someone and then they contrast that by she goes outside and immediately gets harassed by some dudes that's we i knew that was coming a mile away (laughs) it it, it was it was they had to they had to captain marvel it up i get it but but it was just still i just kind of rolled my eyes like of how unsettled (laughs) they were being i was like okay we know exactly what you're going for here and it and i and the first thing i thought of was how the the writer one of the writers said that she thought that scene was the most important in the entire episode and she fought with the studio to keep it in well, go ahead, Jay. I'm, I'm looking forward to episode two where sadat shows up with his fuck the mcu t-shirt <laughs> Uh, that that was that was you, Mister. I'm not going to call her Mighty Thor. <laughs> Listen, I think I think you've you've said way more than me. I called her exactly what she wanted to be called in the movie, Doctor Jane Foster. <laughs> she's Mighty. She, she's Thor. She's Mighty Thor. She she said deal with it. Natalie Portman herself. <laughs> you can call me. Literally, I think this is verbatim. You can call me Doctor Jane Foster. And you would rather that because of your obsession with not calling her Mighty Thor. <laughs> but, um, Bigot. Would it would it be in a, a female ledge superhero show and <laughs> this is supposed to be relatable? Like she's supposed to be relatable to women in, in general. That scene is something that, you know, women continue to complain about and deal with to this day. Absolutely. I get it. 
I, I get it. And I, I 100% knew it was coming, just like, um, you know, her, her, um, lawyer, you know, friend. He's that he, he's representative of, you know, just assholes who don't know they're assholes. So it's like, he may not intentionally be or consciously be being an asshole, but you're being an asshole. And there are people like that. So if, if, if there aren't people that's literally living like this today, there's no need for these kind of characters. There's no need for these kind of segments of a show or to draw attention to this because it's not a thing. But it's a thing. It's, it's always going to be a thing. And that's why people are talking about it and making it a, a focus in the, in the social settings. But um, like like her speech she gave to Bruce when she was telling him why she's so good at um, managing her temper and stuff like that. I know that hit home with a lot of people because yes, this is something that's not recognized a lot and most people don't take it seriously. Um, and they, they, they focused on it as they should and a lot of women appreciated that. And if Ooh. that's a core part of your audience and the demographic you're targeting, doing things to win them over you know it's like that's no absolutely. different from doing fan service but there's then, absolutely you know, everything there's that but there's absolutely no way she she's she's had a harder time than fucking bruce branner who literally has an who literally has an who's literally dealing with a multiple personality disorder that results in mass destruction <laughs> because but because some guy was rude to her once there's no there's no comparison <laughs> we, we've seen we have the benefit of seeing everything bruce banner has went through over the course of the mcu so while that was definitely relatable for women i'm just as someone who followed the mcu and followed the story of bruce banner i'm just sitting there and like oh she just sounds like a complete narcissist <laughs> that's the that's detached from reality and it has no empathy for her cousin <laughs> i think ultimately <laughs> i think that like starting her off this high is going to make it make sense when she gets knocked down a little bit because you know that that's obviously they're not going to keep her on such a high all the time you know she's going to have to like face the adversity and all that stuff so i i understand where you're coming from like i understand the the, aver the, the adversity of dating yeah. when you're a she-hawk so yeah. hard well <laughs> I, I did see david otunga as one of the people that she's uh that's in the show. He was a, a WWE wrestler and was married to Jennifer Hudson. But uh, I don't know. That's just an aside, I guess. But one thing I want to talk about with the show uh, before we do move on is. Did you feel like the CGI was better than it's looked or am I crazy? Because um, I watched it on a 4K TV and I thought it actually looked pretty good. I wasn't I didn't really have any major issues. I thought I, I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked fine. I thought the like the the whole scene, the whole that whole sequence with that whole se segment of the show when she's with her when she's with Bruce. I thought the CGI throughout that whole thing looked fine. I thought it looked like it, it broke down into a CW show once we got to the courtroom. <laughs> but, but before that, I thought it looked solid. Yeah, I, I, I thought was better. I thought it was pretty good overall. I felt like. Some of the CGI on her and different scenes was kind of hit or miss. Like, it looks like they did motion capture for the Hulk as they usually do. But with her, it looked like they just tried to render her, you know, using CG completely. And it, it looks weird at times. So, like, when she's doing the clap scene, she looks kind of rubbery. And instead of, like, just the way a person would look who's doing a clap and stuff like that. Like, if you compare her clap with his clap, it looks kind of, it, it just looks a little off. 
it's, it's not terrible. It's nothing to be like, oh, this this is shit, or they they phoned it in or anything. It's nowhere near that bad. And you know, it's, like I said, I'm 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 not gonna get you know riled up about anything with this show. Like yeah. I really don't especially, care that much. Especially since especially since the VFX, we know the VFX artists were working a hundred hour shifts, being paid ten cents an hour. So, but there is a rumor that they were they they did get access to pop tarts to keep them energized. So, oh, oh, that that is true. Marvel does look out. I guess Marvel with, is with, just like us. Uh, they use Fiverr to get their logos made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, don't sleep on Fiverr now. Oh no! Uh, no. Speaking, I, I <laughs> yeah. speaking of speaking of Marvel, they have a little bit of a thing coming up next month. Uh, D twenty three, the showcase where we're going to be seeing some some upcoming Marvel games. Uh, all of them pretty much upcoming because everything got delayed. <laughs> and uh, we some Star Wars as well. It looks like Knights of the Old Republic remake isn't dead. It got. The Embracer group once again swooping in, saving the day. It looks like they legitimately saved Nicer Old Republic. I'm gonna I was gonna cover that tomorrow as well. But yeah, it, they just moved it to one of their other studios and they said they're not expecting any delays. So people that were <laughs> so I saw Jay on Twitter was super excited oh, man. about this news. A lot of people were really bummed out when they thought it was dead in the water, but now hope. Knights of the Old Republic is my favorite video game of all time. It hasn't aged well, so like if you play it now, based on today's standards for video games, it doesn't play as well as it did when I played it the first time. But like that story is amazing. Darth Revan is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Um, I, I just love it. So the idea of getting to play a modernized version of the game uh, I will wait as long as I have to, obviously. Obviously, I want it to be as good as it can be. Um, so, yeah, I was a little little taken aback by that news initially. Um, but I did see something today where it is, I think, Jason Shearer or whatever his name is. Uh, J uh, J Jason, I think it's Schreier. Schreier, yeah, yeah. I guess he said it is not coming anytime soon. He's like 2025 is what we're looking at. Um, which oh I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to be here until 24 at the earliest anyway. So, right. you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'll, they are basically I'll, going to basically make remaking it from scratch. Aren't they? I hear they're going like the, the final fantasy route, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's going to be a remake. Um, and they're going to kind of follow that type of a, a path. Um, so like, it's not going to be like a shot for shot remake, but um, it's going to kind of follow a similar path to that, which is great. You know, I, I don't care. Like, Final Fantasy Remake was pretty good. Um, do that with KOTOR. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's what I'm most excited about. Like, you know, I was playing KOTOR 2 recently. Uh, thank you to Aspire for sending me that. Um, but... Uh, J flex less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it looked like it, it's actually the best. I shockingly the best it's ever looked is on switch. So like, it, um, I, it's just that the gameplay is a little dated and I get that, but like, I don't know, man, like it's such a good story. I'll never forget when that like epic moment happens and the reveal happens and how like somehow I didn't know after playing the whole game what was about to happen like it seems like it should have been obvious in hindsight and then when i found out like it's one of the coolest moments in video games ever for me so i i i'm really hyped for it but 
There's a lot of stuff coming for D23, though. Uh, looks like we're getting that, what is it, Skybound Media? Is that what they're called? Skydance New Media. Skydance uh, that's, New that's Media. What I, that's why I'm working. So I'm, so I'm, of course, going to be live streaming it, and you should definitely subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss it. And my main thing is I'm there for the Mar I'm mainly there for the Marvel stuff. I would love to get some Jedi Survivor gameplay. That's one of my most anticipated games of next year. Uh, I would absolutely love some Insomniac in Spider-Man 2, some maybe some Wolverine gameplay for the first time, some Spider-Man 2 gameplay for the first time. And I'm I want to see that reveal of the Skydance New Media game. So we heard back back when they first announced it. There were rumors it was either it was going to be either a Daredevil game, could be a Fantastic Four game. Now it looks like it's going to be Fantastic Four because they confirmed it is an ensemble game. And not many, not, I mean, we already had those rumors it was Fantastic Four. So if it's an ensemble game, that pretty much narrows it down. You know, it's they're not going to do another Guardians of the Galaxy game. So it's pretty much what going to be X-Men or Fantastic Four. And every all reports indicate is going to be fantastic for triple a single player i'm all about it i can't wait i heard looking forward to it i heard an interesting theory that it could be defenders Defenders. you know that could be a very cool ensemble game you can do obviously the netflix style defenders with you know you got daredevil that's what everybody's been asking for iron fist luke cage <laughs> jessica jones the defenders traditionally were not necessarily just those four so like that is kind of an all-encompassing you know group there's a lot of people that have been defenders i'm not yeah. married to that but i initially wanted to just write it off but the more and more i thought about it the more and more i thought that could be a very interesting game I'd be intrigued by that as well. Absolutely, yeah. I would. I would definitely take that. You got Doctor Strange, you got Namor, the Hulk. You got some pretty big defenders. So, you know, even if you want to keep it at ground level, is yeah. that would be dope for me. I agree. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I was leaning towards the Fantastic Four idea because, like I said, they did use the word ensemble, and then they they are kind of starting to ramp up their reintroduction of the Fantastic Four. They got a new comic series coming out. They were just announced for the um, phase six of the MCU. So they're going to be coming back. And um, Marvel has been using gaming to introduce, you know, yep. different heroes to the mass audience or gaming audience and things like that to kind of bring them over into the mainstream as well. So it's like, I, 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 I won't be disappointed if it's um, not the Fantastic Four, because honestly, I'll take whatever they're working on. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid on it being a Fantastic Four game, and I think that's yeah. definitely something they need, you know, as as a franchise in general. I love the Fantastic Four. Yeah, same. I and I really, I, I feel, I feel like, like people who are like you know long time, you know, com comic fans, you know, look at some of the animated stuff. They they get the Fantastic Four, but people who only basically know them from the live action movies don't really have a, an appreciation for how great the fantastic four is you know they say oh he's oh they suck oh doctor dude who cares about that and I'm, and i just look at them like oh, you sweet summer child <laughs> i mean i think a lot of people forget like because especially because that last trash fantastic four movie we had like how important marvel's first family really was um because marvel themselves did a really good job of like destroying them like tearing them down to try to devalue them while fox had all those rights and they were trying to get them back um i 
they are a pretty awesome story. They're a pretty awesome, you know, group. And uh, Doctor Doom is honestly probably like a lot of people are used to Thanos now being the big bad of the Marvel Universe. I mean, there's a comic where uh, Doctor Doom, God Emperor Doom, literally turns Thanos to ash, like literally holds him by the throat, yeah, you know, just literally turned him into a skull, you know. So like Doctor Doom to me, like I think I think back to like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you know. Like, that was such a great game, and, you know, Doom was such a big part of that. I don't know, man. Doctor Doom is, is pretty... That's my guy. Pretty dope, you know? Yeah, Doctor Doom. And oh, rumored, to appear, rumored to appear in Wakanda forever as well. Yeah, no, I forgot, I forgot about that. Um, like, Doctor Doom has always been one of my favorite villains. Um, he kind of got on my bad side with, you know, invading Wakanda and all of that, but um, <laughs> yeah. he, he definitely the boss of all bosses, but... Um, yeah, if he if we can get a Fantastic Four game with him and you know again they're looking to ramp him up too. So if he appears in Wakanda Forever, that's all that much better. I just hope they really represent him the way that he can be and the way he's portrayed in the comics because he he doesn't fold, he doesn't submit to anybody. If he works with you, it's solely for his benefit. And if you cross him, he come at you with the swiftness and he coming for the throat. So just represent that on the screen and we good. Yeah, I, yes, I, please, I would love that. Please, Marvel, please do not phase do not phase four, Doctor Doom, please. <laughs> phase four is what I'm calling it now. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm very intrigued. To, I'm very intrigued to see what they do. I'm I'm obviously expecting about seven more mobile games. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, very very quickly though, um, there is talk about something new involving lego star wars the skywalker saga and i know that you're probably not super interested in that per se but um i'm very i'm very confused by that because that used to be that there would be two lego games a year right and there was lego worlds there was lego dimensions which had multiple updates a year there was so much lego content and then they had a lot of problems putting together lego star wars um, they had all hands on deck. All of their studios were working on it. And it took so long for that to come out. I'm really surprised to hear they've got more coming because I would have thought once the game shipped, once it was out, we're done. We released all of our DLC in the season pass, you know, within the first month of the game being out, you know, like, so I'm curious to see what they did in the past in other Lego games. They've released small like thank you packs of like a couple free characters or something. My anticipation is it's going to be that. Maybe they finished working on the character customizer. If they did include that, that would be massive because that is a huge thing that a lot of people were pissed off about uh, when that game came out. And honestly, I I used to make tons of custom character videos, so it was it was certainly missed. But um, I. I'm very intrigued by that. I wanted to throw that in there because I know there's a lot of people that have been asking me about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think I'm really looking forward to that. I'm obviously, I think we're all going to probably stream it or something. But uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting to see what else we have. Do we think there's anything else they could show um, that would be a surprise? I mean, I don't know how long this panel is. It does seem like there's already a decent amount of content um, do we think there's any possibility? Because I know there is an Ubisoft Star Wars game. 
Yeah, um, there's at least uh, there's there's at least one unannounced Star Wars game. Well, that we know of, and they have we they haven't revealed it yet. So I can see that. I think all the Mar I think all the Marvel games are going to be pretty much accounted for. So Black I Panther? think if there's a, I mean, I, I think it's way too early for them if they're going to reveal that. I, they they from what I I mean they could, I, but it sound from the way Jeff Grubb described it, it sounded like it was super early in development. So I don't know if they have enough to put together, you know, a sizzle reel well, or something. He, here's here's my question for you then. The rumor is it's like a create your own Black Panther kind of thing. Have you Which heard obviously that? won't yeah, that yeah, he was saying it on the podcast, but I agree with Jeff. Like there's no way in hell they're gonna let that happen. That because, can't happen. <laughs> because you can't have a white black panther. Like it's not Well, I actually heard that they that's not even actually on the table. Like you can only have a black black panther from what I, I've heard. Yeah. Like so, people, so, so so it won't be a so it won't be a creative character, it'll just be a customize your your totality. You're a <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it won't it won't be a full creative. I character. hate that. I hate I hate the idea that you're gonna have a Black Panther game because look, I'm wearing my Black Panther shirt. Like we all, I I think he's the most important Black character in all of comics, and he's a literal king. Like to have him finally have his moment to shine, and I think Avengers did a good job overall with Black Panther, but this is like his own thing. For him to get his own thing and have it not be T'Challa would be a tragedy to me. Because, like, I know that people like to read Wikipedia and say, well, sure, he was Black Panther, too. And, like, there's lots of people that, like, there have been other people that have held the mantle of Black Panther. But T'Challa has been Black Panther in, like, 99.7% of the media ever produced about Black Panther. So like when we get caught up in in T'Challa, that's why, you know. I don't know how you feel sounds about like, that. So, sounds like Jay's going to have an MC an MCU shirt next podcast. I know how you guys feel about that as actual black people. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, as a, as an actual black man, I would much rather have a solo T'Challa game rather than a create random character to uh to uh do, like it's, there's no point like if you want some customization let us customize the suit i don't i don't want let us get a black panther game that's just child like don't don't overcomplicate it yeah that create a player idea sounds like a way to create a way for your game to get canceled before it gets started because that's done that is especially, especially if the plot of your, especially if the plot of your game is t'challa dies yeah yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's su such a sensitive subject in general because, you know, we look at the, you know, do you recast T'Challa in the MCU or not? Like, how, how dicey that can get. Uh, I, I just don't feel like that's... Like, there are lots of games you could do that for. I don't think Black Panther's the right one. Like, I even look at games like Mass Effect, all right, where you've got a male or female shepherd and there's arguments, oh, which one's canon and stuff like that. I don't even like that. Like, just just pick one and I'll live with it, okay? I don't care if it's male or female. Like, I play as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'll play as a female protagonist, it's fine. Aloy is beloved, I've got an Aloy statue up there somewhere. Um, you know, like, I, I don't I don't care. Like, just, in this case, I just feel like the wrong character. T'Challa deserves his moment, and I feel like 
it would just be so much better just to play as the actual Black Panther for the game. You know what I mean? Especially since there's, I mean, there's so few black superhero characters that get love to begin with, especially their own games. Right. <laughs> I feel like, feel like you should, def- if you're gonna, if you're gonna go that route, you should definitely do it, do it right with the with the OG. Give, give us, give us the child. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, not like not it, just it, some it, faceless it, nobody. Yeah, like it That's, seems kind of dis- seems kind of disrespectful to me, to be honest. If you just, want to do that, just bring back Marvel heroes, and you know you'll you'll have people happy about that. You know you can make your own T'Challa wannabe character in that. Don't do that with a AAA Black Panther game. That's dumb, and that's a quick way to lose a lot of support that you would have had if you didn't do that. But, yeah, um, absolutely, that's, absolutely. That's my two cents. <laughs> so I think we're so ready to, we go ahead. so we so we're gonna move on to uh, we want I want because I want to talk about this uh, another hot hot button issue i saw this trending on twitter all day uh the people are basically calling tw- people on twitter basically think the the new ceo uh, over at discovery after the warner merger is basically hitler <laughs> because he canceled the back girl movie for a tax write-off and this is basically this narrative that that he's that oh he hates black people and women and that's the, that's the reason why they're making all these changes at dc so as as someone who is the resident bigot on this uh, podcast, what do you <laughs> what do you think, Casual Avenger? <laughs> Not me. I, I think people people just need to kind of just brush up on on you know business economics. Just just you know look at it from an economical standpoint. What makes sense? Because nobody like say you can, you can say what you want to say about the the um Batgirl Batwoman movie whatever it was. You can say what you want to say about it. Nobody, there was no way of a support coming out for that movie when it dropped. If that movie went all the way to theaters, it was going to bomb. The reviews are going to be bad. And the people who are, you know, being political about it, they're going to take their stance. So the dudes who hate, you know, women and all of that stuff, they're going to have their angle. And the women who are pro-women and all of that, they're going to have their angle. And that's about all that movie was going to do. But for WB, it was going to be an L. It was going to be a massive L because you also have to factor in that they have to promote that and that they put millions into promoting that so they avoided that by just canceling the movie and getting a tax write-off so you get to keep your money and you don't have to pay that money to the taxes on the back end and you don't have to waste money dumping it into mar- marketing a movie that's going to ultimately bomb and you're not getting that money back on the back end so it's like economically this makes sense i understand it hurts to get your shows and stuff canceled especially like the static shock show and all of that like i get it I understand, but economically, if it's not making money, then it doesn't make sense. So it's like just remove the feelings from the argument and just move on. It's, it's WB. They don't know what the hell is going over there, on over there anyway. So it's like it doesn't matter. Let them let them reset. Let them figure it out. Save some money because they've been wasting a lot of money over the past few years anyway. You've been dropping bomb after bomb after bomb. So it's like reset. Stop. Stop pushing stuff out of the gate reorganize figure this stuff out do what makes sense financially and then go forward with a a complete vision of what you actually want to do yeah i I agree honestly nobody was talking about batgirl like they they made the announcement of the girl that was playing her sure there's a little controversy people talked about a little bit then people that loved her loved it people that were like well barbara gordon is a white redhead you know like what's going on here like they were (laughs) they they said their part you know what i mean like 
I, I nobody was talking about this movie. Like nobody was hyped about it. And then all of a sudden it canceled, and everybody was like, "What? Well, I was gonna watch that." I'm like what? You know, like nobody was like nobody was talking about it. And I, I just like the same guy that canceled that literally canceled CNN Plus. Like, you think Batgirl is still going to come out and CNN Plus is going to die? I don't think so. Like, they are billions of dollars in debt as part of this merger. I think it was, like, what, uh, Discovery and WB or uh, uh, Time Warner, I guess. Um, so they have billions of dollar of debt. They reorganized everything. Things are getting slashed, and everybody's like, well, Ezra Miller's committing crime, and they're still going to make that movie. Well, The Flash is a tentpole movie, okay? They have so much more invested in The Flash, and I agree. Ezra Miller is a does not deserve anything. I have no problem if they write him out of it somehow, and if they reshoot it and cast somebody else, and all the stuff that they lost, they charge Ezra Miller for it all for it okay like like but that movie has to happen you know they're too far into that movie which is supposed to allegedly like set up the future of the dceu or whatever they call it <laughs> uh you know like that's supposed to be a tentpole movie yes they are going to have a little bit more leniency with it you know i it's just it's yeah, confusing that's what I'm saying. No, like, is I, this, the whole I, thing, the whole, the whole thing to me was so predictably stupid, because I, I knew exactly what the Twitter reactions were going to do. It's, it's so, it's so predictable. The, the MCU, uh, se sector, we're going to celebrate. You know, get what go broke, and all the, all the people with blue hair, we're going to, we're going to rage and say, oh, you bigots, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the only reason. Like, and I, and I, and as soon as I saw that, I looked at the list of things they canceled. They canceled a bunch of stuff. They canceled a Scooby-Doo movie. They canceled a J.J. Abrams project. They, they, it had nothing to do with a race. It was just like, oh, are these projects going to make us money? No. Okay, cut them. We have debt to clear. <laughs> we got. We don't. We're not. We're, we don't have infinite resources. We have debt. We are trying to start this merger off on the right track. So we're going to organize the. DC universe. No, we're not going to have all this random garbage just sprinkled in there just because somebody wants to pander on Twitter. We're going to have a plan, a 10 year plan, and we're going to start investing in movies that are going to make us money <laughs> in the box office, preferably. And I'm like, yes, that's how a business works. There's nothing, there's nothing to the fact if they, if it seems like they were targeting uh specific movies uh, or shows about people of color and women it's probably because when before their merger they the they were just willy-nilly spending money on stuff that that knew they knew what wasn't going to be financially successful but they thought well it spreads it's it gets our message our political messaging out there and we think it's worth it and unfortunately for them the, a CEO took over that said, "Yeah, we don't care about that. I want to make money. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. If I want to donate to a charity, I'll do that. We're we're in the business of making money and entertaining people. And the people have clearly spoken. They don't. They saw Batgirl. They looked at the costume. They looked at the the casting, the race swap, and they're like, yeah, we don't want this. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> if it's not if it's just as if it's not a personal choice it doesn't mean the ceo i have i don't know who the ceo is personally i don't know what his politics are but he just sounds like a guy who doesn't like wasting money <laughs> and to me that's like yeah comment who does so i don't think it's that big a deal i don't think the dc is necessarily going to be good but at least they're moving forward with some kind of standard going <laughs> rather than just throwing anything at the wall and seeing with sticks and not only that yeah. but like if you look at like the marvel okay like pretty much <laughs> anything they put out even if it's at best average like i don't i know that you didn't enjoy you know thor or doctor strange as much as i did but like those movies still made close to a billion dollars like everything that the mcu puts together is gonna sell and it's gonna put you know butts and seats that's what they need they need to focus on superman and they need to focus on the flash and wonder woman these absolute tentpole characters that are going to make them billions of dollars like every yeah. time you put out new content which is why all of a sudden ben affleck is showing up on the set of aquaman 2 you know what i mean so okay. yeah because people because people want to see because people care about batman yeah who knew <laughs> yeah. yeah i think they, they it's time to you know just Unleash Catman. You know, you've been sitting on Catman for years. He's been in the DCU on the ground level, fighting on the streets. Unleash him and put him in front of main audiences. And that's that's where you're going to take things out. Yeah. We don't need Superman, too. I'm, Just let it go. I'm waiting for that Condiment King solo film. You know? <laughs> but hey, I 100% hey, you... believe if they had a way to get a tax write off and cancel the Flash, that, sh that would be done. Yeah. That would have oh, been. <laughs> Oh, it just didn't work out like that. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, it would be a big tax write-off at this point, but I think that they just, they know what they have with that movie, and they know all the parts that are involved and, and what it took to get there, and I think that they know, even if they remove Ezra Miller completely, like, from all the press, like, yeah, he's in the movie, but we're not focusing on that, like, even though he's the star. You know, like, I think they're still going to make their money. I'm, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not going to see it if he's in it. And I get that, but, like, I think of all the other people that are in it, and I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm not even going to apologize for it. He could go murder someone tomorrow. I'm still going to go see it, you know? Also, all right, that's also, a bit dramatic. Also, also Jay, also Jay uh, Ezra identifies as they, so respect the pronouns, my friend. All right. Not he bad. said, "All right." <laughs> I'm to, I'm, you said you didn't want to get canceled. I'm trying to help you out. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Your shirt, your Black Panther shirt, ain't going to save you from that one. <laughs> um, no, damn it! I don't have anything. I'm like trying to save myself here. All right. Yep. Uh, they. Them. There you That's go. All it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> Uh, uh, sticking with WB, I guess we can transition over to Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Yeah. Um, how, how are we feeling about the Gotham Knights gameplay we've been getting up to this point? So I think that the, I, I've definitely uh, gotten my fair share of uh, complaints about it. And I even pointed out at one point when we were watching the Red Hood gameplay, there was a they whoever was editing that footage together for IGN for, forgot to c cut out the part of the Red Hood gameplay when 
when the so their partner Red Hood desynced and was doing a, a people's elbow and got <laughs> frozen in there. They got frozen mid mid elbow and then <laughs> and it glitched down. <laughs> so so we, we we went through that, but so I got so I can definitely tell that there's definitely going to be some uh, some issues with the with the with, with the polish. I hope it's not too bad because you know that's probably a big reason why they canceled last gen support because you know if if it looks like that on you know high-end systems I, I can't imagine how bad it would have been on on last gen i also compared the gameplay to kind of how i how i looked at guardians of the galaxy you now it's not that fast you know crisp smooth free-flowing that we're used to with you know previous previous other gotham games arkham games or even marvel's avengers but guardians still ended up being really fun the story was good and even though the combat you know looked really floaty and and everything like that it still ended up being really fun and i think that's with the varied ways you could play each character i think ultimately as long as the performance issues are at a minimum i think people are going to really enjoy it it's going to be a, a fun game to run through i think the story is going to be good and every and everyone's going to have fun i don't know how I don't know how long it'll be in terms of you know longevity. We'll see how interesting that that end game is of just exploring the city and popping up to different crimes because the city did, does look kind of empty. But they did say there's going to be a lot of crime and stuff to to solve and stuff to explore. So there could be that component. But at very least, I think people are going to have a good time running through it, playing with multiple characters, unlocking different missions and endings, and Will it be game of the year? Probably not, but I think people looking for a alternative superhero game to Marvel's Avengers are going to get that itch scratch for the most part. I, I felt like um, the gameplay, like the most recent gameplay, whatever, saying like you're going to see some high level gameplay. I felt like that was very misleading because it was it was not high level in the least. They were level but, thirty. <laughs> you didn't see the 30 over their head? They were level 30. They have vibranium. Hey, they got to stop giving the janitor the controller and telling them to fill in for them. <laughs> they can get some footage. I don't know. Here, here's what I think about that, because I, I think a lot of people point that out whenever they've shown any of this gameplay. I think it's different to put together like a highlight of how gameplay could be. Like You watch and... Like one of the Red Hoods very slowly walks into position so they could do their big finishing move and stuff like that. Like they're very deliberate in their motions. They're not trying to show you pro MLG, you know, fast twitch cuts and everything like that. They're just trying to like show you like this is what you can do. And they're trying to size up the shots. And I think I understand why people don't look at that and just see that. Um, because people just want to see the way that they're going to play and it's probably going to be a little chaotic and spastic, but it's, I felt like that was one of the best showings they've had so far. And I really look for like Red Hood's the character I'm looking forward to playing the most. Um, and I thought like they did a lot of really cool stuff. I love the way that he was able to launch off the motorcycle and then zip line down. I love the way he slapped up that big titty lady. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed her. (laughs) Um, we, we did. about the giant pump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was a, a design choice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for it. It's supposed to be like enormous. Like Gotham City is supposed to be huge. Um, so I do hope there is a lot of stuff to do in between. Um, 
I love the fact that it's co-op, that you can play by yourself, or you can have a friend play with you because I feel like anytime you have the opportunity to have someone else with you, it's always better. Um, but I'm, I'm pumped for it, man. I, I honestly, I don't say that because I've got my, uh, you know, Gotham Knights Court of Owls mask right there. <laughs> yeah. But um, listen, I, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I've loved all the Arkham games. <laughs> I know this isn't necessarily in the Arkham universe, but, you know, WB Montreal did make Origins, I believe. And they might have made another one or at least contributed. But like they've been a part of it you know and i i feel like i trust the arkham games i mean arkham city is i'm not even a big batman fan but like arkham city is is honestly top two or three superhero video games ever made you know it's it's pretty much spider-man and arkham city to me you know right. um so i mean like i i feel like we're gonna get something really good and i'm really looking forward to it mm. i really encourage people to go read court of owls uh, before it comes out, I think that's going to give you a really good idea of kind of what to expect and how cool that storyline is, because it's honestly one of my favorite DC stories. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it looked good. I'm really excited. What do you guys think about all the customization? Because I think that's something a lot of Avenger fans talked about when it came to gear. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, yeah, so uh, people were, you know, complaining. There are obviously some people, you know, that want that we're comparing to Avengers, but, and there's some similarities if you squint, but you know, it's one, it's one to two players and there's going to be gear. I personally really like what they're doing with the cosmetics, like the gear itself in terms of the perks, that stuff doesn't affect your, your appearance, but they do have gear that does, you know, you have the, the different, the various outfit sets that you can, um, that you find throughout the city, they have different parts to them. So you can mix and match, you can change the palette, you can you can change the pieces and they, they do have stats on them. I thought that was a really cool touch. And that's definitely something that will add some more of some some more replay value to the game. But just look not just looking for gear to put together different builds, because just looking at the gameplay, it doesn't seem like it really is gonna matter. You're pretty much powerful from the get-go and it looks like it doesn't look like it's going to be that challenging honestly i'm not expecting it to be like you know a high level dungeon gameplay like like a destiny at by the end game but the having that freedom of customization i thought was is really cool especially in a superhero game being able to mix and match because there are some out because there are some outfit sets as we were going over them i was looking at them like oh that one's almost good but i would want to change that part and you can so i think so i thought that was a really smart idea on their on their part anticipating that that player re request before they even had to set it out there and i think that's that's a big dub in my in my book we think has yeah, um i believe they 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 deserve the benefit of the doubt. You know they they haven't shown anything to really just put people off the the trailers or anything like that. I understand like like Jay was saying this is they're very strategic with what they're doing. Like I said, I'm making fun of them because I know that's how yeah. people feel. They want it to be flashy <laughs> and a spectacle. And but that's like, fair. Yeah, I, get what, I get what the trailers are about, and I feel like um, games like this and um, like Midnight Suns, they're they're very passionate about what they're doing. They they have a, a strong idea of what they want to do, that what they want players to be able to do. 
and you just have to give it a chance so the avengers comparisons like that's 100 nonsense it's like everything does not have to be compared to avengers bro let it go whatever the game did to you show the doctor where it hurt you and let it go bro but like um my gripe with the game is them their decision to make Red Hood kind of like the um the bulky character like you know, we, we call it we call him Fed Hood over here in Durag Nation. Brute. I don't I don't I don't want Red. I don't think of a Red Hood as a brute. Like you know, I'm thinking of like how he was able to move around and like under the Red Hood when um him and Batman were fighting the assassins. Is like he's very acrobatic. He was a Robin, so it's like the idea that he's. Yeah, this big goon now is like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm still going to play with him. You know, he's he's definitely going to be one of my go-tos because he can shoot. But um, far and away, it looks like Robin and Batgirl are going to be the standouts of this. You know, for, based on the gameplay, when we get our hands on it, it could be something different. But based on what we've seen in the trailers and the gameplay, mm-hmm. Batgirl and Robin look like the duo to you know to get shit done. Yeah. I'm 100% starting with Robin. I'm probably going to play Red Hood last, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the the bruiser, the bruiser with the with the with the non-lethal bullets. I, I, I'm going to save that for last. I, I personally <laughs> anticipate going in starting off with Red Hood because he's one of my favorite DC characters anyway. Um, and then Nightwing is probably my second Batgirl, then Robin. But who knows? It could change by then. I think, I think I'm going to start off with Nightwing just because I know everybody is going to be running Red Hood or, or Batgirl or Robin. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Nightwing starting out. I do like the glider. I love the baton gameplay and all of that. I think he's. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a bad character in the game. Right. It's just, you know, really going to come down to personal preference. But I think everybody's ultimately going to be fun and it's going to be rewarding to level them up in a way that we didn't necessarily get with Avengers because it's like it's more of a... A grind and just it's it's tedious it's not fun leveling up everybody and there's really no point in leveling mm-hmm. up everybody especially if you don't main them but if you're a completionist it's there for you but in this i feel like you're going to want to explore the other heroes and figure out what they can do and things like that plus it's only four and i'm pretty sure we're going to get dlc people but you know for right now you're starting up with four people that's not a lot of, that's not a lot to ask of your player base and like i said i'm looking forward to it yeah, we got we gotta get Patrick ready over here like next month or something to to uh, gr- grill him about about uh, DLCs and stuff. <laughs> I want to I want to know. Yeah, I looked at the collector's edition, which is what I have pre-ordered, and there's no mention of a, a season pass or anything. So I don't know. I'm just, I, they did tweet at somebody saying that there were no microtransactions, which right. uh, you know prompted the dumbest argument I've ever had on Twitter. Um, which says a lot. Um, but, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the, I feel like, I feel like you argue with too many stupid people on Twitter per day. You know, (laughs) it's my kryptonite. Spider-Man, did Marvel Spider-Man have season passes? Yes. The the first one did. There were three, uh, expansions, uh, city that never sleeps. It was like yeah. um, Hammerhead, yeah, Silver I remember Sable, the and Black Cat. I yeah. think. Yeah, I I bought I bought them all like after I got I got Spider Man PS4 later, and then I just bought all the DLCs after I finished the game. I, I thought I thought they offered them like like they announced them and then just offered them as a separate package after you completed the game. You know, like they let they let you know it's coming. I didn't 
I can't remember if they were selling like season passes, like yeah, there was. And everything. Yeah, okay. there was a season pass, and I had the collector's edition with that sweet little Pretty statue. Dope. Yeah, man, I'm a collector. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it's like I, I think I'm a, this, I'm a state hoarder. <laughs> I think the game is going to be a lot of fun, and Still I feel like people should. People got to dial it back. Like, we are way too critical about stuff we have no knowledge of. Like, nobody really knows much about the game outside of what we're shown. And people are writing it off or talking about what it's going to be and who's going to be there. Oh, Batman's going to show up. It's like, we don't know. If he does, that's great. But we don't know. Just relax. Relax. If you want, if you like DC, you like, you know, the, the Gotham Knights and all of that, play the game. Get the game and enjoy the game. Accept the game Absolutely. for what it is. It doesn't have to be any any other game. It doesn't have to be just like any other game. Just play the game. I that's, agree. That's a radical. That's a radical idea, Casual. Just playing games for enjoyment. <laughs> I'm <laughs> an extremist. Who, who, who would do <laughs> such a thing? I can't. I cannot. I cannot relate. I play. I play games because they remind me of other games that I also don't like. So I can. I can complain about them that's, as that's I play true. them. For 40 hours. That's, well, that's, that's a reasonable that's thing to do. Pretty much everything we had on the little itinerary. Uh, I thought that was a pretty fun first episode. Uh, I only got uh, called yeah. racist three times. I mean, that's a new world record. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, didn't get, actually, didn't uh, get called implied. Yeah, implied, implied, <laughs> and and I I did and I did a little subversion of expectations. You thought I was going to call you a bigot? Oh, casual. Oh, oh I was thinking. already, I was already <laughs> frowning. I was already like preparing myself for it. Casual um, bigot. <laughs> casual everything. <laughs> um, but man, this is I. This is everything I thought it would be. I think we're gonna, we're gonna get better at this. I think. Uh, I hope everybody that watched enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that we've really worked on how we're gonna close things out. Uh, is there anything you guys want to add? Um, shout out the chat for coming through and um, <laughs> shout out for getting the stream over 100 likes um, and thank you for spending your Friday night with us on our first episode and I definitely think we need a special shout out to Doomkiller because like I said you know he is such a glue person in a really Absolutely. fractured community and um, he did a service for so many people in putting together his, his round tables and everything uh, he's got so many shows. I don't even know which one's called what anymore. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, honestly, like, we're just, like, I'm a dude from Boston. We got Philly. We got Chicago in the house. We're just, like, three random dudes that have no business knowing each other. And we do because of Doom. Because of him. <laughs> Literally and, because of Doom. And the worst <laughs> video game of all time, Marvel's Avengers, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, like, yeah. honestly, I... I, I think i would be remiss if you know we didn't make sure that he knew how much we appreciate him we yes. we definitely got to get him on as a guest that's oh, something absolutely. i don't think a lot of people know about him he he's he's great at hosting like i think he doesn't give himself enough credit for how well of a host he is but he much prefers to be one of the guests on the show so we definitely got to have him yeah. on as a guest. actually actually matter of fact let's let's invite him on next next week and see if he can he can come on yeah, and that's something we talked about. We want to make sure, because a lot of times when Doom does do the shows, when there's like nine people on the screen, it can be tough to like manage everything. Right. So uh, we're going to try our best to never have more than one guest 
uh, with us at a time uh, just to kind of keep everything you know in-house and uh you know we'll we'll still do the shows with him and everything and um but we want to make sure that we stay focused on like on the topic there's not a lot of like digging around there's not a lot of in between time sorting out whose turn it is to talk you're definitely going to see us get better you know we i think we have a pretty good rapport already uh i know from my perspective i'm used to being a host so like sometimes i just sense now's the time to jump in and take control kind of like what i'm doing right now and um like i apologize in advance if i ever do that too much but we are we are a work in progress and i there you go, Jay. i will definitely let you know when you're out of the line oh i'm i'm sure and i'm sure it'll be in in the most offensive way possible as oh only the most gentle and respectful and civil method is I will ever, I will ever do that. Yes, that please. Not the game rules. Please, please <laughs> coddle my fragile ego. <laughs> There's nothing I like to do more. So, uh, pre- what? So appreciate uh, all of you in in Durag Nation. I don't know what you call your peoples, Jay. And, uh, casual. The casuals. <laughs> the casuals works. Uh, the the shock blast. The blasters. Yeah, and obviously, uh, make sure you know if you, if we do if we do figure out how to get this into podcast land. Um, obviously, check us out on all of our social media. You know, Sadat the Gamer on Twitter, Casual Avenger on Twitter, Jay Shockblast on Twitter. Um, obviously, we all have channels on YouTube and uh, coming soon, uh, Pornhub and OnlyFans. Um, so, yeah. We're coming, for all, we're coming for all of you. So, so we'll we'll see you guys next Friday night, uh, God willing, at at eight PM, where where we'll cover whatever uh, craziness happened that week, as well as episode two of She Hawk. I'm Stop the Gamer, Casual Avenger, J Shock. <laughs> we'll we'll get that better next time. We will definitely be Sign better next. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, get the hell out of here. <laughs>